Well, hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is our second attempt at season three and episode 11. Um, if you joined us yesterday, um, you would have noticed we probably were on mute. Um, major software issues. It wasn't my fault this time for once. Um, Daniel can actually attest to that one. It wasn't my fault. It was just, I don't know. So we're back. We're trying again. Fingers crossed you will hear us and you will see us and everything just works. I've moved away from Streamlabs, which was rather resource heavy. I'm just looking at my little computer stats on, on my laptop and Streamlabs was roughly working at around 20% CPU, between 20 and 30. Um, normal OBS, 2%. My laptop's not working as hard anymore, so we should be good. Um, but anyway... Today's show is all about um, reviewing the old uh, Chicago again because Daniel wasn't here for the last one, even though, like I just said, he was here yesterday for it. Um, and obviously the Orlando game as well, which you can probably tell from the short title, not knock, knock, knocking on Orlando's door. Yes, that is from the song. Um, we knocked on Orlando's door, we just didn't get through it. But we'll also be previewing the Philadelphia game as well. So if you've got any thoughts, questions throughout the show, um, please do put them in the chat. We will see them from wherever you are, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on Twitch, or whether you are tuning in on YouTube. So please get them in. Um, but welcome back, Daniel, for the second second time in two nights. Uh, how are you doing today? So James, like I said yesterday, <laughs> right as rain, fit as a fiddle, and fine like wine. Oh, yes. And What, what kind of wine would you be? Ooh, I'd be I'd be a nice kind of earthy Syrah. That would be okay. That'd be my type of yeah. No, I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, and and I have to say, it, I want. I, I think to a degree, I think the energy I put out yesterday in mm -hmm. making that bold prediction oh. about the Wizards versus yes. Indiana or Indianapolis game. Um, came to fruition, and the Wizards pulled out an amazing, uh, just destructive victory. Yeah. Uh, 142 to 115. Beal and Westbrook uh, really coming alive in that game and bringing it to a really uh, uh, just awesome win because that's a team yeah. that you know has has always kind of threatened a little bit in getting in to the playoffs uh or they've either been really awful sometimes it's like a late season um type of loss that that just kind of uh sours the overall season but yeah it was good yeah. to see them get through so i want to say it was that prediction that i made that made your computer <laughs> fry and yes. kind of put us back in this position indeed i mean if you were with it and if you saw me yesterday um after the recording and i saw some people putting out on uh on the youtube chat um, so that they couldn't hear on one device but it was working on another this that and the other and i was thinking it's got to be youtube's fault it sounds like i mean everything was working on my end but when it came to looking at the recording um and some reason Zoom decided to fail on me, but it looks like Zoom's recording as well. So if all else fails, we've got something to fall back on. So fingers crossed. If anything, oh, excuse me for that, and I'll knock that. But if anything does happen, um, if any 
technical issues, please do let me know because it is difficult to keep an eye on everything that's going on right now. But um, so far, so good. So it's very weird to think about what the heck we talked about yesterday and trying to repeat it. But you know what? Let's not. Let's not worry about it. Um, Let's kick it off because, you know, it is a soccer show. We're going to kick things off with our score predictions from uh, last week. Um, and was it? Yeah, it would have been almost two weeks ago because you missed out on the Orlando preview game yeah. that I had with Elliot Holman um, of MLS UK Show. Thanks thanks to him for joining me and uh, making it a fantastic episode, as always. Um, but in the Chicago game, you predicted a 2-0 win. I yeah. predicted a 2-1 win. But we won 1-0, thanks to uh, Edson Flores with his first ever goal for the Black and Red. So we got one point in our little league. So as things stand after that game, nothing changed. Yeah. Yeah. We're still, we're still, I think there's one point, one point in it between me and you. You're ahead of me on two points. And I'm on one now. That was my first point. It's going to be kind of interesting seeing as the season unfolds. Uh, if if any of us get a right prediction, yeah. whether it, you know what, a completely right prediction, I I think you know last night we were kind of talking about it. You know, f- to a degree, you're going to be very positive. I'm going to be very negative this yeah. season. You know, and and yeah. so it makes me wonder, like, are you know, will we be able to call one one draws, or you know, for the first time in Lasada's career, no. a nil-nil no. draw? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> that's never going to happen. The uh, yeah, I, I I'm curious to see like if if we stay tight all mm. season, if it's going to be these little one point, you know, sort of switches or or you know. Uh, draws or whatever you know we yes it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this turns out um but as as i've said before if at the end of the season um as negative as i think i'm gonna be if i'm wearing that spurs jersey by the end of the season uh, i'll it'll be bittersweet yeah. and I'll, I'll i'll grin and bear it um i mean yeah i mean again like i said last night i would love it i will do my kevin best kevin keegan I would love it if you're wearing that Spurs jersey at the end of the season. Um, the second game that we had the prediction for, which was the Orlando game, uh, neither of us got it right. We were far from it because we both predicted a win and we got beat. I went with the 1-0 win. So I got the scoreline correct, but it was the wrong way around. And you went for the 2-1 win. So, Too bold. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought... I had it, you know. Uh, I, I yeah. you know, thinking that the boys would get out there, get out of the week with six points, but um, just coming out of that with three. And honestly, they've dropped a lot of points in this mm-hmm. early stage of the season. Um, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, very very tough uh, yeah. at a certain point um, when those summer months hit. Uh, it's going to be really difficult for this team if it's tough now i, I can't imagine how it's going to be uh once june july august hit i i think it's going to improve because we've got so many players due to come back and that's going to happen over the next few weeks possibly a month we'll start picking up our pace and we'll start kicking on i think mm-hmm. i think the our biggest concern right now is if these injuries continue to mount up and it, it goes the other way around and we suddenly 
get back to the position where we were a few weeks ago where we were struggling to get five players on the bench. Yep. I think that's the that's our biggest threat right now. But our biggest opportunity is the fact that we've got these players coming back. Um, Bill Hamid is potentially due to uh, play again on Sunday evening. Yeah. Um, Paul Ariola's back. Knaus is due to come back. He was on the bench. We've got Paredes coming back. Uh, Griffin Yao coming back. We've got so many options now. Um, so things are starting to look a little bit rosier. Um, and Anazar has been tr- dealt a very difficult set of cards with this injury crisis. It's it's been a tough start for him, but the fact that he's managed to pick up six points, um, it's average of a point a game. I don't think anyone could argue too much with the way it is that start for him. So I'm happy for him. Um, the way he's brought his style of play in these very early stages, with the very limited resources he's had, has been excellent. He's not. He's been given the squad. He's not in not being able to put his stamp on the squad yet. So we'll start seeing that this summer uh, with him and Lucy Rushton. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they work together and, and what they're able to bring in. So fingers crossed, we'll sure. start seeing more progress from the summer onwards. But before we start going on to things, we've got a few points of note that we need to go through. Um, the first one, which we mentioned yesterday, but um, we obviously we're going to mention it again. We'll probably hear that being said through a few times this episode, so I do apologise for that. Um, it's the uh, the parlay, parley, parley, parla, blah, 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 blah. Um, the uh, the ocean ocean shirt. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Because I kind of I kind of dig it. Um, what did you make of it? You know, uh, my my opinion. You know, obviously. Uh, it hasn't changed a you're whole a fashion lot. guru, aren't you? I, I wouldn't say I'm a fashion <laughs> guru. Um, I am the type who, I don't know it. When it comes to sort of like a brand, you know, there there's got to be like some consistency. So yep. I, I, I'm not a fan of like the sort of touch of blue they've added to the jerseys this season. Yep. Um, and then obviously with this blue on blue uh, kind of number with the parlay jersey going on. Um, mm. It, it i'm thinking more montreal impact or uh sporting kansas city yeah. and and that it, that's sort of the thing that bothers me because I, it feels like yeah a kansas city kit with a dc united uh <laughs> logo on it and 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 you know yeah i don't know it's it's tough i've i've stared at it for a long time staring at it now yeah. it's still not quite growing on me no? um I'm, I'm, you know, to a degree, like I, I, I think, you know, having that cherry blossom pink, like having like, you know, a, a cherry blossom oh. uh, kit. Um, I'm, I'm more comfortable with that because that is more, you know, kind of in line with the identity of DC. Yeah. Um, and in the black and red, that's just sort of, it's, it's always just been the thing. So that's something that I just have a lot of trouble kind of getting past, but otherwise, you know, like I said, I like the really abstract um, design of kind of like the lower part of the kit uh, that meets with the very solid. um, How, how did you call it? You know, what kind of blue that was ocean blue or Caribbean blue, Caribbean blue. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. So it's, it's nice. And it is a step up from what Adidas typically does with plain white jerseys. So, 
plain white tees, not not the best look. So it's definitely an upgrade from that, but oh, yeah. not exactly to my taste. So I, as I said, I am a huge fan of it. I really like it. I know it's a league-wide initiative, so everyone yeah. in the league has got this blue jersey. Um, and it is because it is reused uh, plastics that have been collected from the ocean. So some good is coming out of it. It's bringing up the awareness of the amount of unbelievable amount of plastic that is just thrown into the sea um so it's good that there is stuff coming out of it um in more sense than one on that aspect um you look at some of the other teams kits and you look at uh, orlando's and they've gone they've got a dark blue rather than this um caribbean blue as i've like i've now uh, called it named it uh with orange uh, numbering and lettering and things like that so it kind of looks like a, an nycfc kit yep which i would be very or new jersey kit whichever way they're, they're going these days um so i'm not a huge fan of that um i would I not be happy if it was more like a new jersey cefc kit i would turn completely around on it if mm-hmm. uh they described the blue as an anacostia blue okay uh, the the one of the rivers that sort of yeah. uh, travels through DC. Uh, yeah. Then I would turn around on it. Be like, okay, okay, you know what? That that's 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 good because that's actually a really good story about how DC kind of turned around uh, the Anacostia River. It was you know back in the eighties, like a polluted mess, and DC water. Uh, All right, put together a, a strong in- initiative that completely clean that up. And it, you know it was so bad that it's tough. It's been tough for DC to kind of shake that. Uh, sort of belief or you right. know there, there's certain people who live there or or who have traveled and lived there uh who have been warned like oh don't drink the uh tap water or anything yeah. like that but it's it's perfectly fine i mean dc water yeah. is uh one of the finest like operations happening um in terms of municipal okay. uh, services so yeah you know if, if that was the case if it was an anacostia blue well then i'd i'd i'd, I'd totally turn on that Fair. So, DC staff, I know some of you follow me, and you might be watching now. Make that happen. Make it Anacostia Blue. Just name it that. We might get a few extra sales. But it's it's one of those jerseys that I do want to get picked up. So, if there's anybody out there who's feeling generous and wants to help me out, help and send a jersey over to me, and I will obviously pay because, you know, I just don't want to have to go through the flipping... Sh- all the charges that you get added on, if you, you could touched just, on it, that's $27, yeah. you said. Was. 20, yeah, so on MLSstore.com, it's 27 bucks to get an item shipped over to me. And I was looking at getting the marble scarf, and that's $24.99. So it's more expensive to get something an item shipped. So literally, just put it into an envelope and get it shipped across than it is to actually <laughs> buy the item itself. Genuinely could not believe it. Um, and I was due to get uh, the Unite the Districts um, T-shirts uh, from Bellywick Clothing, yeah. the limited edition one, um, and paid for it, done the shipping, and it was only $6. I was like, oh, don't know whether that's a mistake or not, but I'm going to go for it. It's allowing me to do it. Get an email a few days later uh, from the guys over there saying, yeah, we can't do international shipping yet because of Brexit. Yay. Thank you, Brexit. And all those (laughs) Brexiteers out there, thank you for that. You've just 
stop me from getting a nice t-shirt. So, thanks. Um, yeah, bless them. They were, they're, they're very accommodating. They were trying to figure out different ways for me to get it over, but I just, it, it was more hassle than it was worth, unfortunately. So I just said, yeah. like, just don't worry about it. Um, so there, there was that. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy costs. So you kind of, when I'm looking at stuff now, I've got to think, I've got to do it in one or two way, one of two ways. Um, <laughs> I've actually just had a, a lovely DM just saying, they're looking after me. Um, so something's been picked up from the club shop on Sunday. Oh, oh I love that. Um, bless them. Yes. Yep. Uh, thank you very much to uh, that person in question. So appreciate Aww. it. Um, that's the beauty of this podcast. It brings people together, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Um, and we learn so much. And we actually have been speaking offline. I say offline. We we can only speak online, but off air. That's how we, that's how we should describe it. About potentially doing a, a separate podcast to this called uh, The Brit and the Yank, where we talk about our different differences in language and dialects and anything that's weird between us. I know. Can you... Just because we had a good giggle last night. Very funny um, because, yeah, you know, typically uh, after these recordings end, we, we haven't spent less than an hour afterwards <laughs> just kind of chit-chatting. Um, yeah. But it was really funny because we were talking, um, one, about how incredibly tall you are. Yes. Six yes. ten. Six and foot ten, yeah. I was, you know, wondering, you know, you know just sort of, about the accommodations in England for very tall people, but also, you know, in term, you know, when I think of Europe, it's very small, compact cars or very exotic Ferraris and Maseratis and Mercedes Benz and all that. But, um, you pronounced all those absolutely correctly, by the way, you, you had told me that you were going to upgrade to a Kia, Sportage. Sportage, yes. And I completely thought that you were just <laughs> kind of being fancy because I was saying that, you know, over here in America, you know, people who shop at Target sometimes call it Target. Yes. It's fancier than a Walmart. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought you were just doing one of those things because over here, a Kia Sportage is a sportage. Yeah. I mean, I, I get why you would think that. that we Over here, we call them Sportage. It's and like um, Peugeot. 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 <laughs> Peugeot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, 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 was, there, was there another thing that we sort of brought up? And oh. oh I mean, red, it, red, yellow, green, red, amber. Green, oh, yes. Yeah, the uh, traffic light system. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's that. There's, there's so many different things that we've got over here that you guys don't have and vice versa. And it's just... There will I be mean, times this season where you you will probably say something that will confuse me. Oh yeah, and you know we'll we'll have all sorts of tangents, you know, as we as we kind of get into that. So that is yeah, that's something we're kind of thinking about, and, yeah. and we'd love to know what what people would think of something a little more uh, general uh, off the soccer and yeah. United path. Just just everyday stuff, you know. Why not? So if you if you want to see something like that, hit us up in the comments um, or feel free to drop us a line over on Twitter um, or Instagram. Let us know. Um, if you guys want to hear something like that, then we'll 
will happily do it. Um, let's move on uh, back to soccer. Um, from that little tangent we had there, there was a tweet that came out from Paul Tenorio um, who mentioned about Chris Durkin, one of our former homegrowns. He's been rumoured to go and sign for an Italian team, uh, Spezia. Uh, I hope I pronounced that one right. I probably haven't. Um, it's, it's it's the sound with two Zs, and it is just a straight Z. With Spezia. So yes. that's fine. Um, and the reason why that's obviously being tweeted out is obviously, one, because he's a former player, but two, there is a sell-on clause that we negotiated with uh, San Truden, um when we sold him to there, and that was a 25% sell-on fee. So whatever San Truden sell him for, we'll get a quarter of that our way, which is a, a, a hefty amount, because if they sell him for, well, even just a million... Yeah, that's two hundred fifty grand that we've got in our back pocket for well, not, for not doing nothing. So we're in a win-win situation. But it'll be good to see him making a little bit of a progress from the Belgian league over to Italian league. And I think I think he could do all right over there. I think the way the Italians play, it'll really suit his style of play. For sure. So there was that one. Um, what else we had on there? So one of the big things for this weekend, um, if you are heading over to uh, Audi Field, if you've had both your vaccinations, so you had put the two jabs, if you're having a two-shot jab, or if you've had the one-shot jab, if it's been two weeks or more since you had your last one and you're fully vaccinated, you can go in and not wear a mask. But let's be let's be honest, there will be people who are attending who haven't been fully vaccinated just yet. So just be mindful um of that don't think because you're fully vaccinated doesn't mean that you can't give it to someone else you still can it just means that you wouldn't get it as severe as you would do if you didn't have the vaccination so just be mindful i would still suggest wearing a mask you don't obviously have to you don't have to listen to me i know diddly squat i haven't had my first jab yet that's coming on tuesday finally um so yeah In i mean short, for me, don't, sh- don't share pupusas in yeah, the, don't, don't share pupusas with the green sauce have, like uh, John from RFK does. Have your own pupusa. They're delicious. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't share a pupusa. I'd have to have, I'd, I'd have two at a time. That's... I've, I've not had one yet. Oh, they I've, are. I've yet to taste oh. the delicacy that is a pupusa. So that's on the list to, um, to have when I uh, next come over. So, which? Yes, I, which I mentioned last night, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, so, so let's let's mention that now. Um, so the company that I work for, um, we had quite a good quarter, the first quarter of this year, um, and so much so that they gave us all a nice tidy bonus. Now what that bonus has done, and I've actually seen my pay slip today, so I can know how much I'm put to one side, is that bonus is going towards us coming over back to DC. So there is that money set to one side, for the DC fund, which should be enough money to get us out there and and stuff. So fingers crossed, as soon as we've been given the green light in our red, amber, green system, we can come over and we can spend some time over in DC. But until the government allow, gives us that green light, because they keep changing their mind on what they will allow us and not allow us to, because oh, so it's amazing how much changes in the space of 24 hours since doing it last night. So government have come out and said, if you you can go to an amber, amber country, we don't advise you to. We it's not against the law, 
But if you do, we're going to be knocking on your door. Yeah. It's like... Ominous. <laughs> okay, that, so that... we can go, but don't go. But if you do go, we'll come and see if you've still quarantined. But we can't tell if you've been quarantined the whole time because we're only going to be there for that moment in time. Yeah, that's that's UK government for you, folks. As clear as mud. <laughs> um, yeah, so, politics. Yeah, I hate it. That's that's one of those things. Like, um, yeah, I'm very excited for that. And uh, mm, you I know, that's wait. one of those things. You know, I will. You know, once you let me know, I will absolutely uh, book my trip for whatever weekend that would be. Um, yeah. Would love to have. You know, even if it's just a short thing. Like if we ah. if we get on. You know, uh, you know, even if it's just through a phone or something, we share some thoughts uh, before, during, and after the game, something like uh, that. Honestly, um, I, I can't I think wait. That would be a fantastic uh, thing because, yeah, you know, um, me, I, you know, I, sp- I spent ten years living in DC, and yes. I recently moved to South Dakota, so I would love to get back there. Uh, see some of the old people, meet yeah. some of the uh, fantastic, you know, DC United Kingdom uh, supporter group people uh, who I've only been sort of virtually interacting with. Yeah. Um, but that would be just so good to have just a great meet and greet, especially if it's one of those things where DC gets fully opened up again uh, <sighs> to have a have a uh, night somewhere um, in Adams Morgan or. Uh, Dupont or wherever, I would, I would absolutely mm. love having having that. It's, it's going to be insane. I just genuinely can't wait for for it to happen. I'm just, I'm just eager for the government just to go change. The 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 reckon there's going to be a lot more countries coming onto the the green light um, fairly soon. So I just please, you guys over there, just yeah. get your flipping jabs. <laughs> I can't <laughs> stress it enough. If you've not got it, go and get it. I mean, I would swear, but, you know, this is live, not pre-recorded. I can't add a beeping. I haven't got one of those fancy podcasting machines that I can just go press a button and it'll do a beep for me. Um, but, yeah, that's it's definitely very much on the cards. Hopefully it'll be this year. Um, again, it's, it's all dependent on what the government say. But if it isn't this year, it's going to be as soon as I can. So, fingers crossed it does happen. But, yeah. It's on the cards. It's it's only been discussed between me and my wife. Um, we've agreed on it. Um, and yeah, that money is one side. It's not going to get touched until the green light goes and I get those uh, plane tickets booked. So yeah, so there's that. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, we, we have a couple items for housekeeping, but I think we'll we'll jump back right into talking about the Orlando game. Well, then... should, we, should we do the Chicago game first? Oh, we haven't even we haven't even we haven't really even covered that. No, we haven't. Oh, yeah, that was. I mean, yeah. I didn't get to cover it on the last episode because I was Elliot, who's a uh, Orlando fan, so we just talked about that. So let's. I'll go through some stats on the Chicago game. Yes. Um, if just to remind us all about what happens in that, so we won one nil, like I said before at the very start of the show. Uh, possession wise, we were out possessed by forty two percent of fifty eight. Which is quite unusual um, for us. Then there was shot-wise, it was 12-15 to 15 in Chicago's favour. Um, which doesn't really surprise me, seeing as they were on the losing end for most of the game. Obviously, they're going to try and get that goal. Uh, but we did have four shots on target to their three, so we had a bit more accurate. 
accuracy on ours. Uh, Files-wise, 35,000 total, 19 to 16. There is a little stat that I saw earlier on today about the fouls as well. We've, I will just touch on it now. Um, we have committed the most fouls in the league, but we've also had the foul, most fouls committed against us in the league. And that's really a testament to the system that Losada has put in. Yeah. Um, this is no longer Benny Ball of sitting back, grinding out the game. This is very much um, attack focused. Yeah. It is uh, a pragmatic sort of approach. And really, and you know, w- with the way that Losada has shifted the philosophy with this team, and maybe mm. this team has always had this uh, sort of eagerness to get out there, um, but he has really changed the way we play soccer. Uh, yeah. That is one of those things, you know, I I think there's always complaints about referee calls and whatnot, but, you know, I think especially this year, it's going to be especially heavy uh, with all of that. This is one of those seasons that, you know, we're going to, we're going to run into some bookings. We're going to lose some players that way for, you know, red cards and whatnot. But, um, you know, that's something we'll have to kind of deal with as it comes. Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been an interesting season so far, to say the least. Um, and then we, then we had some yellow cards in that game. We had five in total. Yes. Two yellow cards for us, three yellow cards for Chicago. And then my favourite stat of them all, which is the expected goals, which was 1.2 for us and 1.62 Chicago. So realistically, it should have been a 1-1 draw, but you know we're not going to argue over three points. Um, no. We're going to take that. Um, the passing network that I... Also like to have a look at, which kind of shows you where each player was passing on an average position on the pitch, yep. um, which was quite interesting. So you had Brian and Alfaro sitting at the very back, which is kind of consistent with how the season's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heinz pushing up a little bit. You had Nahar um, up quite high on the left-hand side. Moreno is kind of the deepest midfielder, yep. um, which again is consistent with how the system's being played. Then you had Gressel pushing up very high, which again, it's always been the case. Um, Perez sat up the highest um, with Flores just uh, alongside him. And then number 12, who's our number 12? That is uh, Drew Skundrich. Skundrich, who has played it, in the last two games. Is it a or a K on Skundrich. that one? Skundrich. I would say Skundrich for me. Okay. Um He's been for someone who's just come from USL. Yes, at the very last moment as an emergency backup signing, he's been very impressive. I've I like the positions he's been getting into. Um, Doesn't get a ton of touches for kind of the middle position that he's in, but he has really solid passing accuracy. So he's made about seventy five percent of his passes. Uh, and 25% tackles one. So he's a guy yeah. who gets in there. Um, and, and really he, he's somewhat, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's somewhat quiet, but, um, yeah, yeah he's definitely a presence. I don't, I don't think, and this is the thing, like there's a lot of players who came in knowing that they would have backup or reserve roles this <laughs> season. Um, but you know they've had to really step up, and I it's really good seeing the players, uh, especially Adrian Perez, oh, uh, yeah. these players who are coming in and making 
really good direct impacts on games uh, is is good to see. And yeah, so, you know, it, I, I always wonder if it's the players that make the system or the system that make the player makes the players. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, you know, it, I'm I, I'd be curious to kind of know, um, you know, sort of that training ground uh, atmosphere, you know, or, or what's being shown uh, with a lot of these players. Um, it's, yeah. it's just really interesting. And, and, you know, hats off uh, to the new one, especially, you know, and Alfaro as well, uh, yes. who came in, basically was signed. And then within that week had to start um, at center back. So yeah, I think it was in 24 hours, he was starting at center back. That's why I think he signed on, signed on the day that the roster had to be submitted yeah. and then the following day we had a game and it's just like and he's just come in he's done very very well scored yep. a goal yep we can't really ask for much more than that no um maybe, and, maybe and he's put maybe he's a foot or two wrong uh in the six games that he's played for us but yeah. to be fair to him jonathan I, kempen as well coming in um yes yeah, yeah. Sites and uh really yeah, you know, aside from the Orlando game, um, and, and he still made some really good say. Uh, he's he's yeah. a very solid keeper. Um, you know, he has been really impressive uh, in in these two games that we've seen him. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. very very excited, very eager for Hamid to come back. Oh um, yes, but this is te- this team is doing a lot with so little. Mm. So yeah, yeah really it's, it's it's very uh, it's interesting seeing that. Definitely, definitely. Um, excuse the shouting out there. That's probably drunk people. Um, it is a Friday night after all in uh, in England, so people have been down the pub. Wait, yeah. Um, you know, we're allowed inside pubs again for the first. This That's is the first beautiful. week we've been allowed to do it. It's been nice. I went to the speaking, pub. speaking of a weird uh, Americanism and a Britishism, is when I visited England. Was my one of my favorite things was being able to go to a pub. Yep. And, you know, it, it gets very hot inside buildings, and yeah. sometimes you want to have that little uh, either a breath of fresh air or you take that smoke break, whatever you do. But I love the fact that you can take a, a beer bottle or yep. a drink outside and just hang out with it. In the United yeah. States, you can absolutely not do that. It is really. Oh yeah, you will oh. get thrown. You will get thrown in the clink before uh, before you know it if you take anything because it's a, we have open carry laws or that or open container laws here where you cannot what? have an open container uh, outside of unless you are on your personal property. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, welcome but, to puritanical United States. You well, know. I went to- I went to a dive bar in New York. Oh. And we and we got I mean granted it was a plastic mm-hmm. it was a plastic one but we got got a pint of unfortunately it was caused light but you know yeah. you, you got you get what you get given. Um true. And we went to the park with it. Uh, and there was not I mean th- there was so many people doing this so I don't know whether it's different in New York it State might be maybe one of those things but um for roundly wherever I've gone um yeah. especially I mean even in DC there was one time I absent-mindedly uh took a drink outside and a, a bouncer was like what are you doing and I'm like oh you know so I had to I had to you know and you might have yeah. just been in with in with a group where they kind of knew where to go to yeah uh, 
stay out Probably. of buying eyes. But you know, that's yeah. the other weird thing is you have state by state legislation where yeah. it's not consistent anywhere. Uh, yeah. you, you have certain federal laws that are kind of the rule of the land, but you've got states that can kind of, uh, you know, adjust things so that it's completely different from that or, you know, have their own sort of things. And it is, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. You'd like to have a bit of consistency. Yes. You? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More politics. I think this is slowly turning into a politics show. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we'll let's keep, not do we'll that. We will no. keep it soccer. Yeah, for sure. Um, just quickly on a couple of things around that Chicago game. Uh, like I said earlier on, Flores yeah. got his first goal for the club. Perez with a lovely assist on that yeah. one, um, getting towards the byline, dinking it back across, and Flores with um, a header. For you, how good was it to see Flores getting off the mark um, and after the fact that I called it on the previous episode? Yeah. You know, I, I think he's the type of player who's more used to uh, being in that assist column yeah, uh, and, and sort of being in that talismanic role. Uh, it is, it's tough. It's, it's an adjustment. It is a different set of expectations uh, mm. and, and reads to make. Um, but I think with Perez there, uh, he's shown so much uh, creativity and flair in yeah. that attacking third that he really compliments that side. So I think it's come to the fact or it's come down to a point where teams can't quite, you know, uh, overload one side over another. And we'll kind of get into that with the Orlando game, but um, you know, the teams who are organized and disciplined um, are going to have, or, you know, maybe easier, but, or, or, you know, they will be better suited against us than a team that has a weaker side uh, than the other. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how things unfold through the season um, with the sort of midfield prowess that we have on the wings. Yes, definitely. Uh, don't forget, if you've got any thoughts or, come on, or comments or questions um, about the games that we've just had over the last couple, or you've got any questions for us about the upcoming game against Philadelphia Union, uh, do drop them in the chat and we'll get your thoughts and comments said online. Um, on on air or if you've got any questions we'll answer them straight away as well um let's have a little look at the orlando game then so just again kind of again just run through some stats for you and for you guys out there just to joggle your memories um dc unfortunately we got beat one nil um possession wise 55 in our favor to 45 of orlando 13 attempts to their six, which they did not even have one attempt at goal in the second half. So that kind of shows you their tactics and their the way they played in that game, which was uh, Betty Ball. There was only one attempt on target for either side, so not very good in that aspect. But we did have five of our attempts blocked, so I know as to whether they would have hit the target or not. Fouls, very similar. Well, for the exact same amount of fouls in... Chicago Gamers in this one, it was 35 in total, so we had 20 fouls committed, um, and we had 15 fouls committed against us. Orlando picked up four yellow cards uh, to our two, and the XG was a bit lower for this game, it was 0.7 for us and 0.4 for Orlando. Now, I've just seen on Twitter, as we've just been live recording, around uh, Nanny. Uh, So... Late in the game, you might have seen it on uh, Instant Replay on MLS uh, Soccer's uh, YouTube channel. 
Nanny decided to um, touch the referee in a, in a slightly shoving manner. Now that's been uh, picked up by the league, and there's very strong rumours that he's going to get a two two game ban for it. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that that is that's that's beautiful. That's that that is that's, that's what's required. Yes. Um, you don't see that here, over in this on the side of the pond. Yeah. Um, something like that happens, and it's not in the match report for, by the referee. Nothing gets done about it. Um, the only times I think it ever gets done is if it's a simulation where the player has won a penalty um, and deceived the referee. That's when there's retrospective action. But mm-hmm. good on MLS for having a look at it, seeing it, and hopefully banning Nanny for giving the referee a shove when he shouldn't do. No player is is bigger than the, the ref should be the biggest person on the pitch. Yeah, They're the ones who are in control of the game. But saying that, the referee didn't have the, the best of games. Uh, there was a couple of decisions which probably questionable. Um, I know we mentioned it last night about uh, the Paredes uh, incident. Um, Incidents, really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, both ends of the pitch, to be honest, because he uh, body-checked Nani, which was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. If you missed that, Lovely please do go and watch the highlights because it's on there. Yeah. Um, and I think it was on that instant replay thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. It was just an absolute beautiful moment because Paredes came on late in the second half yeah. and Nani's heading into the box you know what he's like he uh, bounces around and then there goes Kevin just just steps over into him back to him and just knocks him to the ground Kevin he's like tiny he's probably was about 70 kilos eight, 18 years old yeah 34 years old 34 year old yeah he he gave the boom to the boomer it's just honestly <laughs> Kevin was fantastic. Yeah. I think he'd done him twice in that game or something like that. And it's just, you think it was great to see him in. Uh, you know, oh. I think he's you know for for now uh, a a great super sub type of yes. role. Yeah. Uh, he's a spark plug plug player who has a lot of dynamism, uh, moving the ball forward, uh, yeah. in in especially not afraid to get into the box. And that was. No. Uh, part of what we were alluding to earlier with the um questionable no call um a couple a couple of times you know well you know so the the big thing was him um kind of kind of getting on the side of the box and uh you know he had two players on him and he wanted to kind of kind of chuck it uh for for a real sharp cross uh into the center Um, but it was blocked by one of the players, and I want to say uh, it was Carlos who got in the way yeah. of that. Um, and that you know, was, fair, fair, fair play to him. It was tucked in. He, it was it was tucked in, but you kind of wondered if he gave that a little bit of a chicken wing. Um, mm-hmm. If yeah. if the it's one of those things like you know, can you call it like the slightest movement? of an arm, especially yeah. when he's sort of like jumping to kind of brace uh, for that ball coming in. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's that Roshark chat test where yeah. we're going to see that as absolutely a chicken wing, but um, you know, kind of going a couple seconds before that uh, Paredes was uh, being marked and uh, had a nice little turnaround going on. And the defender actually clipped his shoe 
Yes. And instead of going down, he did stay up. So fair play to him, you know, playing hard and yeah. and playing to finish. Um, but that's one of those things where you got to instinctually, if you know you've been clipped, you go, go down. down. Yeah. I mean, fans are going to say what they say about it, but I mean, that is, uh, that's the game right there. And especially yeah. if you are in that, you know, one nil uh, sort of, trailing position you you need you need every sort of advantage you can get and because that's the thing is soccer is that mental game and you know yeah you know that's that's something that comes with experience and you know i think at a certain point he'll he'll sort of understand the times when to play on and the times to take it he's a young lad it's his second season in mls so he's got plenty of time to learn and learn the tricks of the trade so um you might have seen me pull a little bit of an expression as you were talking there, because I just went. Um, so you know, I just mentioned about Nanny and there were strong rumours. Mm-hmm. It's now official. Uh, Goff's just tweeted out. Um, so <laughs> MLS uh, disciplinary committee um, has issued a two-game suspension and issued a fine for an undisclosed amount to Orlando City SC midfielder Nanny for unwanted physical contact with a match official. In the 90-plus minutes of Orlando's match against DC United on May 16th. Fantastic. Um, the play, just to kind of go on as what their statement has come out with. So the play was reviewed under MLS Disciplinary Committee parameter number three. Uh, I don't know what number one and number two are, but there you go. Uh, where the match officials see an incident and do not issue a red card. Under parameter number three, the MLS Disciplinary Committee shall issue either a one-match suspension on incidents in which Pro acknowledges an on-field referee... VAR error and the committee is unanimous at red card and one match all MLS disciplinary committee shall issue a two match or more uh, suspension on instance in which discipline mm. warrants at least a two match suspension uh, so Danny will serve as two game suspensions during Orlando's games against Toronto and on Ooh. May 22nd big game um, yeah. and then Especially for Toronto yeah for sure yeah. and then on May 29th against the uh Metro Stars. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna drop six points. That would it's be it's gonna be tough be for them. Useful. That would be a, a magical result. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, no, just I'm, as a I'm serve. All for that. I'm all for that. Good, good. But <laughs> I think, as I mentioned yesterday, um, there were there is an elephant in the room at that uh, that happened at the same time as that all on that nanny push, which yeah. was in incredibly disgusting um, to see from our yeah. fans which was beer cans being thrown onto the pitch um, yeah. I know there's been things that have been said uh, from the diff- well I've actually have I seen anything from Barra Bravo District Elders I don't think I have uh, but Screaming Eagles came came out and condemned it um, I know it was mentioned on Tried and True um, and it's just it shouldn't happen we're better than that. Yeah. Um, I know it's unfortunately happened just the once before, but that particular fan in question who did it has got a lifetime ban. Um, wow. We, wow. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely fantastic yeah. that there's high severity with things like this because when you think about it, you've got a crowd of players down there. Yes, I know we're frustrated. Orlando players have gone down like they've been sniped left, right and centre. Um, but we don't take the frustration out by throwing beer cans. We heckle mm-hmm. them 
absolutely fine to heckle them in a, in a sensible way as well, not in a racist or anything like that way, which we know has happened in another game, um, which we will, you know, you mentioned yesterday, Daniel. Yes, uh, not a great week for no. sort of the soccer community. Not um, for the DC organization. It, it, very, um, it, uh, the sister club or, you know, uh, however you want to term it, uh, yeah. Loudoun United um, had an incident where a racist fan um, made a monkey chant at a black um, player uh, yeah. on a penalty kick. And um, I'm trying to see if... Yeah, it, the only, there's only an announcement of, of them being um, made aware of the incident. So I guess a, an investigation is yeah. ongoing. But no, uh, that's that's one of those uh, frustrating things is um, there's, there's so much good um, to the soccer community in the yeah. D.C. area. Um, and and uh, unfortunately, uh, all of that good work and goodwill um, sort of gets shot uh, when when these sorts of things happen. So yeah. um, not to, I don't want to browbeat for five minutes, but, you know, it's just, yeah, uh, one of those things to knock it off, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, a, and yeah, lifetime bans for, for these sort of things, I, I think are um, appropriate because none of that uh, should be anywhere near um, the pitch, the soccer no. community, anything like that. No. And as I mentioned before, um, it's one of those things where we just, as fans, I think we need to know that something has been done. Yeah. Um, we don't want to, I don't want to see who, who's done it. I don't care who's done it. As long as I know that that person or persons who've committed any sort of, I don't want to say crimes. Well, they are crimes at the end of the day. Um, when you're throwing stuff at people and you, hurling abuse in that sort of fashion um that's been taken care of they've received their bans and we can just move on from it we don't want to have it anything dragged out we don't want to make martyrs out of these types of people um we just just move on from it so yeah like that we're gonna move on um to what happened for me at the orlando game because that was a special uh, was special day for me fantastic Ah, oh, so um, a you good made, friend. You made an appearance. I did. I, I, I made an appearance at Audi Field without actually physically being there. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, so a good friend there, Jim, who kindly donated a cutout um, last year when you could get your cutout at the stadium. You could be in the stands um, without physically being there. So there was that. Um, he did that last year. It was great to see. Um Ended up being on uh, on the on the streams and everything, so you could see me in the stands. That was absolutely insane. I genuinely, I was just like, "Look, mum, I'm on TV." <laughs> um, and then he took he managed to keep it um, for. Hopefully, I was going to get out there and pick it up, and obviously bring it back to the UK. That all that sort of yeah. thing. But he's kept it and planning on to take it the next time he was able to go to a game, which was against Orlando. Um, he tweeted, well, I didn't say he tweeted, he DM'd me on Twitter um, saying that he had a little surprise for me and I see these pictures of him with the cutout yeah. on the Metro in DC. And I'm like, what the heck is going yeah. on? And then through, before the game starts um, and then during the game, just seeing the, me in lots of different places. I'm on one of these Lime scoot, electric scooters 
um, <laughs> next to a DC Statehood's uh, sign. Yeah. Um, then we see me at so at the tailgate, so with the Screaming Eagles, with mm-hmm. um, Barra Brava and all them. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of different people. Then Sarah Colassi is then makes an appearance. She takes over the uh, cutout, gets to the grounds. Gave you a media pass. Got, uh, yeah, I, I was <laughs> I was in the press rooms. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, got to meet uh, Dave and Dev. Um, mm-hmm. Dave sent me a little message, which was absolutely amazing. I absolutely yeah. loved that to bits. It was such a sweet thing to see. But genuinely, it brought tears to me. Yeah. I, I mean, it was probably because it was about half past one in the morning. Tiredness kicks in, and the, yeah. and the emotions run high when you're a bit tired. But you know, and you were trying to do the play-by-play. I was trying to do play-by-play, and I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing all this going, and I'm like, I, I can't concentrate. I'm a man. I can't multitask. Yeah, and I'm seeing, I'm trying to do this, that, and the other. Watch a game, uh, and then and but, then she brought you to burn bomb, and then yeah, so brought me over to well Sam Lake, um, who's a fantastic guy. He's the guy who helps me out so much with the podcast uh, behind the scenes so i'm gonna tip my hat off uh, my fake hats um i mean my hat's down there i can't quite grab it uh, without making too much noise so but my dc cap is down there trust me um so i'm gonna tip my hat off to sam for all the help that he does but um he got me over to steve Birnbaum, sat with the sat in the stands with steve giving us some tactical advice and I see in the background, <laughs> Donny Pines is there. Lots of different players oh. are just sat there. And it's just fantastic. And then at the, after the game, it do, it doesn't finish with the game. It, it carries on afterwards. And the press conference sat in the DC and, and where, the play, where the players would get interviewed and where Anand gets interviewed. I was just like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. It's just oh, unbelievable. What an absolute trip that was. I just... I just need to do that in person now. Well done to everyone. That was that oh, was very good. Absolute huge applause to you guys who pulled that off. kept kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. Um because I know Jim was saying it's been been planned for a little while. And the fact that you've been able to keep that a secret from me and then just out of the blue just come out with that was just got me right in the feels there. Properly in the feels. Uh even though we got beat, I felt like I was on such a high after that. It was just, I wanted to wake my wife up at half past three, just go, I've got a video from Dave Johnson. He said, hello. And and then, yeah, yeah, she wouldn't have been happy. I would have been booted out of bed and kicked onto the sofa. So, yeah. Um, so that, that, that's, that was kind of a, a good thing for me with the Orlando game. It was just something else. So anyway, yeah, enough, enough about me. Uh, We've got a Philly game to talk about now. We do. This weekend. Um, Saturday? Sunday. Sunday, that's Sunday, right. Sunday, yes, because I, I get to uh, spend another day of work in a three, three and a half hour sleep volume. So that's going to be fun. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got uh, Philly Union on Sunday evening. Uh, that yes. is Eastern time. That is 7.08. Uh, so it's an, an hour earlier than the Orlando game, so that's quite nice. So for me, that is at twelve oh eight a.m. So I might get to bed at a fairly reasonable hour. Um, and for you, that is a six oh eight kickoff. Yes, because you are central. Um, some things to run down in terms of head-to-head wise. Uh, in the games that we've had between each other, we've won ten 
Philly have won fifteen, and we've tied six. Um, yep. In the in the last four games, Philadelphia are unbeaten. That's both in MLS and in Concacaf Champions League. In the last three games between us, um, we've been beaten twice, and we've drawn once, and we've not won in the last eight games against Philadelphia. So that's a bit of that's something that we need to turn around very very quickly. Yeah. Their style of play, they tend to play a four four two diamond, um, but narrowly uh, rather than having two wide midfielders, um, they use their fullbacks as their wingers, um, yep. with their defensive midfielder who drops in and realistically it becomes a third centre back. Um, their injury report, they've got a few a couple of players out, uh, De Vries is out, Elsinio's out, Casper uh, Shilbilko is questionable. So he's the decision on him is going to be made late. Um, so it could be an interesting game for us this weekend, to say could, the least. Um, you know, like I said, uh, this is me kind of getting back into my negative. Into your pessimism. And- uh, very much so, uh, because it's... it's um, it's one of those things where I think, you know, if we get Hamid back between the sticks, um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure uh, where he's at in terms of returning, um, yeah. but it's going to be really difficult um, with Philadelphia's attacking. Now they've had very close matches uh, recently, but they yeah. did end up blanking um, Atlanta United in the first leg of the Champions League. They game. did, yes. Now, Atlanta has uh, been dealing with its own turmoil this season, but yep. they're currently sitting high up on, on in the East. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where it can be very dangerous, especially against DC United, um, mm. where to a degree, I think if we work the wings and we maintain possession, yep. uh, we could absolutely do something. However, it's going to be that early goal that determines how this goes. Uh, if Philadelphia scores on us, they could very easily do uh, what Orlando did and just sit back and, and kind of take on the onslaught. Cause here's the yeah. thing. I, you know, we are still dealing with a back three uh, yeah. that, that is still very spotty. Um, they, they have looked better uh, in, in, you know, in the last one or two games. Um, but it is one of those things. It is a question mark, uh, especially with Bedoya and Burke uh, coming yeah. at them. So it is, um, it's one of those things, you know, uh, for, for, I guess, I guess maybe to uh, shed a little light on, on sort of how the community is looking at this uh, from my one football uh <laughs> Yeah. Predictions tracker. Uh, 38 of 279 predictions, 38% of people believe DC United will win. Uh, okay. That's 47%, actually more than I thought. Yeah. 47% saying uh, Philadelphia will win, and 15% saying it will be a draw. That's now, quite, quite close then. It's very that, close. In all honesty. Yeah. Um, it's in, like I said, it's, it, it all depends on how this defense works as a unit and yeah. how the, I, I don't know, you know, I guess, you know, um, we, we may have, depending on how things start, depending on how things look, you know, how those wings end up playing this game, if they're going to be more of those attacking 
forward wings um, mm-hmm. or if they're going to be more in that wing back type of style. Uh, this game could go several different ways. Um, I am still highly pessimistic, though, and I don't think DC comes away with points this weekend. I'm so disappointed in you, Daniel. Hey. I'm so, so disappointed in you. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through sort of Philadelphia's recent form because I know I just said about they've not been beaten in the last four. So I'm going to switch over to my second screen over here yeah. um, just so I can read. Um, it's difficult to keep going back and forth. Um, so they won the last game against uh, the Metro Stars 1-0. Um, so they got a good win there, but that was at uh, Subaru Park. So they were playing at home. They then played New England Revolution before that, um, again at home, but they tied 1-0. Then they were away to Chicago Fire, which they won 2-0. Surprise, surprise. I think everyone's just beaten Chicago, um, the new Cincinnati of the league. Yeah. Um, to go alongside Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati haven't gone anywhere. They're still as bad as they were, despite signing Brenner, uh, Lucho Costa, Jeff Cameron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and then they play New York City or New Jersey City FC. They got beat by them, though. Um, and I'm, I guess, I mean, I'll just uh, all competitions. There we go. I don't understand why that's not just the default on when you look at a schedule. Um, they. So before the Chicago game, they actually played Atlanta United at home and they tied one all. So, yeah, they've been in decent form. But when you look at their MLS season as a whole, um, they've played six games. They've won two, lost two, tied two. They've scored five, conceded five. So they're not high scoring. They're not high conceding either. Um, It's going to be a tight game. But I think... They're due to get beat um, against us. They've not been beating us in the last eight games. They've, the granted, they've kept two clean sheets in a row um, on the road. They've never kept three clean sheets in a row on the road, ever. So, and to be honest, I think that changes this weekend. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent. It's going to change. They're they're going to concede for me. I think they're going to concede. I'm again. I'm going to be Mr. Positive on my prediction, uh, but we will say them out loud. I know we locked them in yesterday, uh, but we will confirm those choices yeah. in a, in a short moments. But yeah, the fact that I've just seen about the fact that Casper Shabilko is a questionable, um, I think that gives me a little bit more confidence um, that he. It's not there. El Senor being out, he's obviously a very big player for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, two key players potentially being out. We've got players coming back. Like I said, Bill Hamid is potentially coming back for this game. Ariola's come back. He's building up his fitness. Canal should be back. Um, Paredes, Yao. It's nice to see that players are coming back. Kamara is starting to build up a bit more fitness now. Um, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see who starts at top for us this weekend. I, I'm i quietly confident for this weekend. I think we can pull off an upset here, especially with the way we're playing. we just got to make sure that we control that midfield because if they've got four players in the centre, they could yeah. really overload us. So 
we need to make sure we're controlling that possession and we're attacking them down the wings and we're making a nuisance of ourselves like we have done in previous games. We don't want another San Jose game now. So I, I made a car allegory uh, the other night when we did this, um, saying that I think with the vision that this team is putting together, I think what mm. you've got with the Losada uh, system is you have a frame that looks like a Ferrari. Yes. Oh, yes. There are uh, a mishmash of components. You've yep. got maybe a Nissan CVT. Uh, you've got probably a uh, Ford engine in there. Um, you've maybe got some Brembo brakes, uh, <laughs> but but they're probably mismatched. Uh, yeah. You know, the camber is slightly off. The, uh, you know, there's just little things that just aren't coming together, but it looks like a Ferrari. This is a kit car with mm. a Ferrari top. And yes. you know, you you put it you put it very nice. This is more like a Lancia. It uh, is at the moment, yes. And so um, we we are, um, you know, I, I wish it was more like their Stradale, uh, <sighs> but this is um, very much a uh, makeshift type of operation. And I yes, yes. with with players coming back, uh, for sure that is going to look. Um, very good from a morale standpoint, yeah. but I think in a physical way, I don't think they're going to be there um, to, mm. a, to a degree. This team is going to have to keep building that up. Uh, yeah. And with the way that players are kind of coming in and out and things are kind of being put together and there's no real consistency, the system will thrive when things are consistent, when yeah. players get more time building up their fitness, working together, because yeah. there are things that are happening. Every time you see them get from, you know, transition from the middle third to the attacking third, things are looking really good. But it's that last little bit that they just do not have that cutting edge. Um, yeah. Certain players just that uh, make just mental mistakes where they have a, a chance on goal, but they end up laying it off anyways. And so um, yes. there are just too many inconsistencies uh, to make me think that anything's going to really change this week. Um, it's one thing putting up one against Chicago uh, and, and truthfully should have been more, um, yeah. but, but Philadelphia is a, a different kind of animal here. And um, you, you know, they're, they're not too far from us on, in the standings, you no. know, to be fair. Uh, but I, I just think they're a team that's built more for the long term of this season um, rather than DC United. And I think they're going to come away with a two nil victory. I hate to say it. I hate, I hate the words that are coming out yeah. of my mouth right now, yes. um, but um, that is where I am very much practically at right now. Yeah. I'm not angry. You're just I'm, disappointed. Yes, I'm just disappointed. And that's worse. There's it's, nothing it, worse oh, than a hurts, disappointed dad, is there? It, it hurts hearing that in a British accent, too, because that is, it's got, it's got a little bit of that tinge to it. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm that not hurts angry. extra hard. I'm just disappointed. But, you know, yes. hey, you have a very different scoreline than I do. Oh, I want to I wanna hear you. My, my optimism. 
yeah, yeah I, I need uh, to hear that right now. Yes, because like I said, the the team's coming back. Um, we're getting the spine back together. Um, it's like a good band. You need a good spine. Yeah. I don't know why. What That's a crap analogy. What the hell was that about? I apologize to you guys out there. My analogies are awful. I need to learn better. Also, They're the like, best way to lose is to win. Yes, that was, that was, that was a that comment was that a came out yesterday, which unfortunately last... we missed. <gasps> it was beautiful. Because uh, there's something that Hernan uh, said in his uh, one of his post-match preference conferences about that it was a good way to lose. But for me, the best way to lose is to win your games. And that's it. Your best way to lose is to win. So, you know, uh, you, can you, say? you have that, you have that belief. So I, have, I do have the belief. I like you give, said, me, give me the scoreline and, and give me the reason. So I'm going for a 2-0 win. So the reason for that is, one, Bill comes back. We keep clean sheet. Because Philadelphia, as I just said earlier on, they've only scored five goals so far this season in six games. They're not high scoring. And when you look at the majority of our games in terms of the XGs, we tend to keep our opponents down really low, usually below one. So we're good at preventing chances, which is very weird to hear and to see because we're from previous seasons, it's obviously been the other way around. Um, we've got some good attacking players coming back. So you've got Ariola back. Gressel, for me, has been fantastic. He's just not had a strike to finish his crosses off. Yeah. Um, Kamara could be coming back. Um, he scored a lovely goal against Columbus Crew, which he almost celebrated but decided not to. Um, so he's, he'll have a little bit of confidence. He didn't really get too much time against Orlando. He, he got the graveyard shift. Yeah. So and he did have one particular chance, which all he needed to do was just get a little toe onto it and that would have been an equaliser but when you think about it he only just come on so yes you need to think you need to be taking your chances whenever you get them it's just difficult when you when you've been given that kind of little time to get yourself warmed yeah. warmed up on the game um, yes you can do your warms up and down the side of the pitch and whatnot, but that's not the same um, so he could potentially start Kamani Smith might be starting um, we'll see who Gets that. I mean, Perez might even get the nod again because he's been fantastic this season. Yeah. Um, he could do some real damage, I think, um, with the way he plays. The close control is fantastic with his history of uh, futsal. Um, could be a real, real key player. And to think that we picked him up from the waiver draft when he yeah. when he got released at the end of the last season. Insane. Yeah, he he is the diamond in the rough for me so far this season um, I just think I, I just think the fact that we're getting the players back it just fills me with a bit more confidence it feels like the fact that we've been playing this style of play and we've been playing some pretty good football uh, to say with the lack of resources that we've had we're getting more it means players can get rested a lot more we've still got the the five sub rule which I think I would well I would love for it to become a permanent fixture um, I think we're we're going to start coming good over the next few games. And um, why not start right now against Philadelphia? Our, as MLS wants to put it, our main rivals, which 
isn't the case. Amalas, come on, get a grip. Get a grip. Yeah. <laughs> they're not our rivals. Um, well, they are our rivals. They're just not our main rivals. Those they're pick, not that, fetch. Stop making fetch happen. Yeah. Rivalry happens from history. Yes. Not always locality. Which, to be honest, it actually it does. But history means a lot. And when, you, when you're playing the energy drinks who don't play in the place that they're called. They play in, in Monza. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, we, we likened uh, the New Jersey City and the New Jersey Red Bull situation to uh, the Milan derbies. We were talking about rivalries yesterday and our silence on our stream. Um, and yeah, it was because they're playing in the same stadium pretty much. Yeah. It is like they might as well just just do it. Just share the ground, become the new Milan, um, but Milan Milan Juniors, and become Monza. It's the Monza derby of MLS. Yes. So what? you know <laughs> that's such a weird. <laughs> it's such a it's such a bizarre comparison, but that's how it is. Yeah. If Milan played in the same way that the new I'm going to use New York. If you're watching on Twitter, Twitch or YouTube, you'll see what I'm doing, but I'm doing the uh, air commas. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, it's bizarre. So, yeah, it is the Monza Derby of MLS. Uh, Which, so, yeah. to a degree, I would I would love that if I if there was such a thing as a Monza Derby. Oh. You, would, you would catch a Derby on a Saturday and, and Grand Prix on a Sunday, and that would be... The intersection of my two sporting loves is soccer and Formula One. So yeah. that would be that would be fantastic. But it, um it would Yeah, be. no, that is that's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. So New York. Just sort yourselves out. Whichever one. Move to New York if you're the energy drinks and actually play in the right place. Or if you're New York New Jersey City FC. Just build yourself a stadium. Um, I know I was speaking to Barney, who does the UK NYCFC account, and we are talking about, obviously, the stadiums and the fact that they're having to play at um, the Energy Drink Arena uh, for under just under half of their games this season. And it's just... And he's just saying they want to have a stadium in the five boroughs because it's New York City, not New York State. Yeah. Um, and that's where it becomes a lot more difficult because there's so much red tape. Um, and he was saying to get like a stadium in in most places, it costs a couple hundred million dollars to get one built. Yeah. If they want to get it done in New York City, it's going to cost like five, six hundred million dollars. So yeah. it's going to cost a lot more. And, and when you think how much revenue they're going to have to generate from player sales just to even allow that to happen they would have to sell a lot and that's not good for the club you'd you'd need about 11 uh david villas for that hmm. <laughs> i mean to be fair you could just have two uh killian and Mbappe's, but you know you could <laughs> because that's the world we live in at the moment, that's yeah. that's another that's for another show. The the weird and wonderful world of uh, transfer fees right now, which I think is starting to die down a little bit because of the pandemic and the fact that there's yes. not much money rolling around right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an, that's for another episode. Um, 
oh, we got to have a Gam and Tam episode at some point. Oh, no. Yes. That's confusing. Yes. We tried that once, didn't we? We, we, get, we got think, a little bit into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that was, on, that was your first episode, wasn't it? When Probably. You joined, joined the show. Yeah. It's a um, great one to start on. Oh, Gam and Tam. Oh, Garba <laughs> Books. Jeez. Yeah. Yep. If you ever want to get confused, try reading the rules behind Gam and Tam because it's it's mind boggling. It is major league accounting. Oh, the MLA. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Imagine if that ever became a thing, major league accounting. How boring would that be? I I think with the right sort of commentary, um, with Dave you know, Johnson. It, oh, it's in the check. It's in the check. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I, that's that's not bad. I mean, at a certain point, you know, yeah, why not? Why not? No, I couldn't think of anything worse. It's like watching <laughs> golf. It, you know, oh, I mean, oh, I mean, I told you, yeah, like, uh, last night about my golfing experience. Yeah. Um, loved playing it. Couldn't stand watching it. When you're watching a person walk around, pretend hitting a ball every so often. There's not, that's not entertainment. It's a nightmare. It's if you want to fall asleep, that's what you'd watch. Yeah, but cricket's more entertaining than that. Ooh, I oh we're we're kind of getting off track on a little bit. We are bit, a little but, bit, yeah. Uh, when I worked at a butcher shop in my early DC days, um, at a uh, the the guy who ran the shop, he was born in Colchester, actually. Oh right, okay. England and uh, yeah. lived in Australia for a bit. Big, big, big cricket fan. So yeah. yeah, no, he that was those those are fun times. Yes, and it's not really a thing in the United States, which is a little bit disappointing. I like, I think it could be quite a good thing over there because you've got your you got your rounders. Well, here's here's something Sorry. that I think uh, you know. When I was in England and I went, I actually went to a cricket match. Um, yep. One of the coolest things I saw there wasn't actually on the field, but it was a person with kind of like a, um, it's like a carrying thing. Yes. About I know where you're going with this. Plastic, uh, yeah. uh, you know, cups of beer. Yeah. You could just get one of those. Oh, yeah. So I think if you, you introduce the drinking aspect to Americans, this becomes the next great like blue collar uh yeah. draw oh absolutely America. i so, mean this there's, there's a i mean let's just go off on a little tangent here. so cricket yeah. um i know it's not soccer but you know why not so cricket itself if you don't if you're watching or listening and you don't know what it is it's a sport where you throw a really really hard ball at each other um in a particular fashion and you've got this wooden bat um, and you hit it, and if you hit it across the rope on the edge of the pitch, um, you if it bounces, you get f- four runs. If you hit it straight over without it bouncing, you get six. Yeah. And the aim of the game is to get as many, what you call, runs as you possibly can because you run between what's called the stumps so on the wicket. Um, without, If you hit the stumps, then you're out, in essence. There, there's, that's a simple version. Um, but there's a format called... T20, um, yep. which is 20 overs. So an over is you bowl six six balls at, eight, at the opponent, um, and that's your over. In traditional cricket, um, you have a 50-over match, 
which can, which is an all day game, um, and sometimes you get what's called a day night make day night game, which is quite cool because it's under the floodlights and you get a little bit more um, atmosphere because the ball will change how it goes through the air um, as it gets later in the night. Or you got test match cricket, which is normally over five days, yeah, and it's a lot, and you have two innings per per team, so you'll have your innings if you're batting. Then you then you bowl, then you bat, and then you bowl. And the aim of the game is to outscore the opponent. But T20 is all about hitting that ball as hard as you can to get as many runs as you can in these 20 overs. Traditionally, in Test match, you'll get about three or four runs per over, if you're lucky. 50 overs, six, six runs an over, six, yeah, six runs an over. T20, about 10 or 12 runs an over. So you're getting a lot of action for your money riveting yes absolutely <laughs> riveting it's the atmosphere is a lot a lot better because you know you're gonna get it's, a lot of yeah. action short yeah. space of time beers are flowing yep. fancy dresses happening yes you've got pyrotechnics it's just the it's next level very cool yeah um so that i think if they brought that over to the united states i think that would work incredibly well and uh, we could see something happen there but that's cricket and this is a soccer podcast, so yes. <laughs> back to soccer. Um, don't know how we're going to get back onto this. So let's. I, I, so I think I, it's a sort of housekeeping. Housekeeping. And I just have one thing. Go for um, it. You know, is a really good uh, video interview on MLS um, with the new president of business operations, Danita yes. Johnson. Uh, talks about you know how diversity and inclusion will create kind of like a, a winning culture with the team on and off the pitch. Uh, this is, yeah, you know, a really good show because typically the front office has always been sort of seen as kind of like this, this ivory tower where yeah. it, it's not, you know, they, they do have community efforts, but you never really see any of the um, top people, sort of speaking about how they're going to make the community impact. And yes. so having Danita out there uh, really uh, championing the club and the community is, is really good to see. It's a shift in the culture and how this club is uh, sort of putting itself out there. So I think it's really good. And yeah. uh, they also mentioned the uh, Rose Room collective which is the sports group uh for or by people of color for people of color so this yep. is um yeah she kind of lays it out uh with with what the club is doing and and i applaud that because um yeah you know that is something that is going to eventually i think overrule or you know drown out um some of the um i guess uh, darker things that were you know sort of like the unsightly things that happened mm. with this team. So I think having more of yeah. that will be uh, overall a very good thing for the team. Yeah, absolutely. And you've seen a lot more from the front office over this season so far. Yeah. Um, it's, I think Danita is going to be doing some amazing stuff for the club. Um, I've only ever heard and seen really great things from her so far. Yeah. So I've got no arguments. Um, I think, is she the first female president? Of a of a professional of a professional I, soccer team, I believe in, in overall professional, I believe second but first in MLS. Yeah, 
So, and, and the fact that she is really getting out there, um, is, is fantastic because yeah, for, for the longest time, I've always kind of seen, you know, the front office people as they're just kind of there and, and, you know, they're not, it's, it's been mostly lip service, but this is very, uh, kind of real, uh, actions that are being taken, especially with, you know, uh, uh, more, more Spanish language interviews and, uh, just a, a greater, outreach to the community i think is just great definitely and you we've also got to thank uh, claudia began for doing those spanish language interviews and yes. uh moises linares with uh, the spanish commentary as well so it's it's just getting so much better um yeah. the reach is getting greater um i hope i'm doing my bit um with the region of international uh community so i think we're all in a really great place right now. So yeah, fingers crossed it continues and we keep seeing some awesome stuff happening out at the club. Um, speaking of awesome stuff, let's wrap the show up. We've got those uh, score predictions locked in of a, yep. you for some bizarre reason I'm going for the 2-0 defeat. I don't know why you would do that. Um, and I've gone for the right result, which is a 2-0 win. So I will I will take my three points right now. Uh, and we will... and I, will, I will move ahead of you in the league. Mm. In all likelihood, we will probably end up with no points. It'll be yeah, a oh, more than likely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a nil-nil draw, and the Lasada reign of no nil-nils will be over. Yeah, um, <laughs> that—that's I, genuinely. Uh, like, no, I can't see that ever. Heartbreak. No, this this system is not made for that. So, no, no not at all. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap things up. Um, Daniel, speaking of your awesome stuff, where can people find you on socials? Yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at S Dakota soccer. Um, you know, I'm basically, I cover a whole lot of stuff or, you know, I, I, my interests go all over the place. And so, um, I have a blog that hasn't been updated in a while, but there's a treasure trove of content on it. It's called soccer made simple. It's on my website, which is Daniel of DC. And there you will find a whole bunch of articles about, you know, not just like the sort of ins and outs of the tactical side of soccer, but also the business side and the culture side, because, you know, those are all important things that come together and, you know, makes soccer the special thing that it is. Um, You know, because as much as the corporate billionaire um, uh, sort of, overlords start kind of getting in there there's still the community aspect that keeps the sport um so special no definitely now thank you daniel for obviously coming back on um for the second night in a row for the uh season three episode 11 remake Um, thank you so much for having me this was this was this was just as fun the second time like i no complaints at all no not at all um and for me if you're following me on twitter thank you very much and and same with facebook and instagram but if you're not you can find me at dc night kingdom on twitter on facebook and instagram it's at dc united kingdom fc um if you want some lovely merch which you will hopefully see in the next few weeks behind me you will see a lovely lovely dc uk flag just up on up on the wall just around uh i'm trying to Trying to do it backwards around this area here. <laughs> I will then have some other things on there. There is shirts, uh, hoodies, mugs, even a pint glass if you want one of those. Um, just hit the uh, merchandise link in the description below um, or in the show notes if you're listening to it on your podcaster. If you want to come and join us in the DC UK group, though, 
feel free to. Um, there's no charge for it. Um, we do have some great chats in the run-up to the matches and during the games as well. Um, there's quite a few of us in there. So do yep. come and join us. That is in the membership link um, just next to the uh, merchandise link. So feel free to do that. Um, hopefully we'll see you there very, very soon. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've missed, but I can't think off the top of my head, so I'm not going to rabble on for too much. So once more, thank you, Daniel, for coming on today's show. Um, and for you guys for tuning in live, um, thank you very much. If you're listening after the fact, again, thank you very much. Um, good luck to you, DC United, this week against Philadelphia Union in our final game of our three home game stretch. So until next time, vamos United. Vamos United. <laughs>